Percent off usually works better, but if you talk about price per unit, dollars works really well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Which is another thing. If you're selling products, like talk about the price per unit. Yeah. That always works in consumable products. It's so hard because I feel like sometimes like, I don't know if Liquid IV does this, but brands like that would do this, like in that they sell a lot and you're like, wait, what is Sometimes like vital proteins are like, this is how much it is per scoop. And I'm like, how much is this goddamn thing going to cost me? <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> this is Limited Supply, the place for refreshingly real takes on what D2C is really like. We're your hosts, Nick and Moyes. Let's start talking about money. If you want to supercharge your holiday campaigns this year, you should try TV ads. And the best platform to use is Tatari. Check out their three-minute demo video and other case studies at getontatari.com. Season five, episode two. We're back. Yeah, here we In go. Person. This one, I'm super excited about this one. We're going to, like last episode, we talked about operations and how to like start, build, grow. Yep. Now we're talking about sales. Uh, you know, make last time was the shield. This is the sword. Oh, yeah. So yeah, make it money. This is the cool part. So. All right. So we're going to start with some stats. Then we're going to go into AOV, sales, merchandising, landing pages, ad creative, CRM, affiliate, media, and then a little bonus thing from last year. Some people might remember, but I think it's still very underrated. Okay, let's do it. All right. So uh, I was just looking at some some of the stats from last year because I was curious, how did Black Friday do last year? And so a few interesting things kind of stuck out to me. Buy now, pay later usage was up 78%, almost 80% the week of Black Friday compared to the week before. That is insane. Most people were using it. Last July, US inflation was 9.06%. Right now, it's 2.97%, which works in our favor. Yeah. Right? But that said, credit card lending is at an all-time high. It's the highest it's ever been. So that's also not in our favor. When I was looking at some of the uh, reports from Shopify, they were saying that the three or actually probably more like six top categories or five top categories. The first is apparel and accessories, things like athleisure, bags, luggage. These are the top categories for what? For For sales during Black Friday. Okay, gotcha. The second two are health and beauty. So anything from supplements, powders, hydration powders, whatever it may be, to skincare, vitamins, et cetera. Uh, Rhodes, which is uh, Haley Bieber's brand. Her serum was one of the biggest sellers on Black Friday. The last two categories are home and garden. So bedding, furniture, cookware, loon pods, whatever it may be. That's really surprising because I feel like that means a lot of the products that are sold for Black Friday are personal usage and not necessarily gifts. Exactly. And so I thought that was interesting too, that one of the best sellers during Black Friday was also the Brooklyn and Sheets, the sheet set from Brooklyn and and this is the bestseller from like Shopify, from Amazon. Where's the, where is this from? This is from Shopify. Okay, gotcha. I was trying to find some Amazon Prime data. I didn't yeah. get much. But, you know, basically some of the biggest Amazon Prime businesses actually this year, small businesses were Caraway, True Classic, and Tushy. So kind of very similar. It's basically like high AOV in-home or products that people are ready to splurge on, I think in bundles you know, just waiting for the sale period. Yeah. All right. So going into bundles, the average cart size globally, this is when you take into account all currencies around the world, average cart size in US dollars was between 102 and $105. That is a lot, right? 
But I will say, I think one of the biggest drivers of Black Friday in general is like electronics and, and hardware. And so I'm sure that has some level of skewing, but it does seem like high cart value is the move. Yeah, that does. Because like, I, I guess like in India, I'm not sure if like that includes like Indian sales in India on Black Friday. I don't know if they have Yeah, Black this Friday. was on Shopify where oh, gotcha. their top three markets were the US, Canada, and UK. Got it, got it, got it. Um, Makes more sense. And maybe like Australia and some European places. Got but it. in just Shopify stores, I was curious how big Shopify stores increased year over year. They increased almost 20%. It was a 19% increase in sales from Shopify specific stores in 2022 versus 2021, which I thought that was huge. Really? So like yeah. same store sales, same store businesses increased 20%. No, more so meaning the collective of Shopify stores Got it. Okay. had 19% more sales from Shopify, which I, I, the way I thought about it was more so like the excitement of independent brands versus yeah. like, you know, a target. Yeah. That's probably also like a bunch of new, sh like I, I'm less impressed by that because I think that like, it's probably 5,000, 50,000 new Shopify brands launched. Like they're yeah. getting so many new brands. So like 20% increase. Almost I bet Mr. there were beast ads. I bet there were more than 20% new stores. Yeah. I, I wonder if year over year Shopify stores did better or worse. I wish they would release that data. I know. I also wish they would release um, like what percentage of stores don't make more than 10,000 sales. Yeah. Probably you know, 90%. I, that's my guess. Yeah. Too. Okay. So I think the punchline for when I think about Black Friday is it's basically a game of who can merchandise the best and then who can keep attention the best. Because merchandising is one thing, right? Price, offer, what products you put in, how you position it, et cetera. And then the other one is like, how do you cut through the noise? Like think about how many emails are probably in your other tab on email during the, black, the week of Black Friday. Probably like a billion. thousand, couple yeah. thousand. Yeah. And that's just for the average person sure. who subscribes to things. All right. So let's get into AOVs. And throughout this, before we go to the next section, I'd love to get your take on everything too. So I think with uh, AOV, so bundles are really the key to a successful Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You cannot just talk about your product. You need to be positioning bundles. You know, when I was at Hintwater, you know, we were always doing bundles for the same reason we talked about last week. We're optimizing for shipping. So one case costed, I think, $8 to ship, but so did two and three cases because up to three cases in a box, it was always $8 to ship. So the intro offer is still, I think, three cases for some amount, three cases for $36. And the idea is the COGS plus the $8 of shipping still nets us nicely. But with Black Friday, you know, at first we were like, Let's create a six case offer, 12 case offer. And then the CFO had this great idea of nine for 99 and just very easy numbers, which is exactly what worked in the acquisition offer, the three for 36, a dollar a bottle. They're still doing that. Still doing it. Now it's nine for 99 for Black Friday. And um, it was great because we could put nine cases, we could put five of the top sellers and four of the cases that were soon to expire or soon to not be as fresh anymore. And so you might have like watermelon, blackberry, pineapple, peach, and then you might have like raspberry, pear, green apple, and something else. And uh, all the things that don't sell, you could put it in there and get a bundle in and it goes. And it's still a great deal to where, uh, you know, five cases of just those top flavors would, pro would be more than $99. 
And so even if you didn't want this, the other stuff, you were still getting a deal. Yeah. And you, there's so many good flavors. The majority are good. You almost forget that there's a lot of, you're like, okay, I really like these guys. This one I like a little less. You're not like, this is all junk. Exactly. Exactly. So that was huge. The, the nine for 99, it was like one bundle. It was about three times AOV, but it was 50% off. And uh, that formula, the three times AOV half off or three times AOV and some healthy, chunky discount always hits. Three times AOV. Yeah. Okay, so three. So if you have a $50 AOV, you should be asking, you know, you want $150. But you need to have, you know, $250 of value in that $150 order. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have two questions. One is what is the best selling, what is the best flavor at Hint? I think it goes blackberry, watermelon, pineapple. Wow. And what was the other? Still remember, huh? Yeah. Uh, and then my other question is, what do you do if you don't have a ton of SKUs? I feel like, you know, if you're athletic greens or native and like, uh, what do you do if you don't have a ton of SKUs? Yeah. Do you just have questions. a pantry load? What do you do there? Yeah. So I'll get into that in a little bit okay. when I All talk right. about tier one and okay. tier two products. But if you have a, a multiple number of SKUs, I think try to figure out how to create an assortment. The other thing is when you when you build these bundles, you want to think about you know factoring in everything from your processing fees, your your shipping costs, sure. your PPL fees, freight costs, etc. But just give the customer a nice front end price, easy to remember, easy to look at. It's a pretty number to look at. Yeah, it feels like a good deal. Um, and even when you're describing that discount, right? If it was um, yeah, three for thirty six, nine for ninety nine. Just rolls off the tongue. It, rolls and, like, off it the makes tongue. sense. And then even when you're deciding, do That's I crazy. say dollars off or percentage off? Like, find the right number. It might be thirty two percent discount, but thirty percent off. You know, make it easy to remember. No one's going to remember thirty two. Really? So even yeah. if you have thirty two, make it thirty. Yeah, or if it's like you know a thirty two percent discount, or it's fourteen dollars off. You know, try thirty percent or ten dollars off. Like. Just make things yeah. easy to remember. Did you ever A-B test saying percent versus dollars off? Yeah, percent off usually works better, but if you talk about price per unit, dollars works really well. Got it, okay. Yeah, which is another thing. If you're selling products, like talk about the price per unit. Yeah. That always works in consumable products. It's so hard because I feel like sometimes like, I don't know if Liquid IV does this, but brands like that would do this, like in that they sell a lot and you're like, wait, what is it? Sometimes like vital proteins are like, this is how much it is per scoop. And I'm like, how much is this goddamn thing going to cost me? <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah, it works though. With Hydrant, we did that. We did, um, it was like $29 for a 30-day pack. And we just said less than a dollar a day. Yeah. Best line. All right. So the last thing around bundles, you know, bundles allow you as a brand to compile products that have high appeal, a good overall discount, and include products that don't typically sell through. Everybody's ready to spend money on Black Friday. So your job is to just make sure you create something yeah. that is easy to look at, rolls off the tongue. And I think the other thing that uh, I forgot to mention, do you know the term Riz? You know yeah. this term? Comes from charisma. It's like, you know, you got Riz when you speak. you like, does it roll off the tongue? Can you flatter somebody? Uh, you got to have Riz. In Black Friday, it's all yeah, about Riz. They are always shortening words. You know? Shortening words. So we don't hard. have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So sales strategy. How did you do sales? Like, How did you break out sales for Native? For Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Yeah. We would try and bundle for sure. And we're like, uh, we're ready to offer the best discount. We're like, we, di we discounted 10%. Like there's no tomorrow all year round. Yeah. 
we would never do like 20% except for big days like Black Friday where we're like, okay, 20% off three, which was our, like, you know, the best discount you're going to say. And then the other things we would say were like best discount available this year. Don't wait. You're never going to see this again. You know, you're like, uh, should I buy this? Like, you know, maybe it's not that we're like, this is it. If you want to get excited, get excited now because we're not going to give you a bigger discount than this ever. I really like saying best discount available this year. So you're just like, that's a this is line. That's a really good line. I've never done that, but uh, I'm going to. Yeah. Even from a subject line perspective, you're like, Nick, get our best discount ever this year, yeah. right now. Right. You're, I just be like, okay, when is this? Tell me what this is. This sounds great. Would you run Black Friday like multiple days or how would you do that? At the time, not really, but now you have to because, yeah. you know, people are like, I'm getting Black Friday emails. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I know a brand that I kid you not runs uh, ads on Facebook saying Black Friday deal all year round. Uh, every day they're like, <laughs> get a Black Friday deal right now. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I, and I think it, they're like, you know, they do it because it works. They're not yeah. like, they're not stupid. They're right. like, this works. What do you want us to do? Yeah, yeah. totally. And so now I feel like everyone's running Black Friday sales earlier. Like, yeah. you know, not even like uh, before it'd be like, okay, maybe you start it. Do you start a Wednesday? Probably. Now they're like, do you start a Tuesday? Now you start it the week beforehand, probably. Yeah. Because like everyone's, you know, the, the other thing you got to think about is, yeah, you want to be top of mind, but everyone has a pocketbook that's like the size of a pie, let's say, right? And right. they're like, I have a thousand dollars to spend. Yeah. And once I'm out, I'm out. And so if- Somebody's if you know the hypervolt guys are like Theragun emails me really early on and I spent four hundred dollars on a Theragun. Yeah. Well, now I only have six hundred dollars left. Totally. And now Magic Spoon and Brooklyn Inn and Ruggable took. Now I only have thirty dollars left. Right. You know, it's Black Friday isn't even here yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not even Black Friday week. And so I do think that there is a hey, you got to start thinking about share of wallet. Totally. In a way to make to then moves your sale up a hundred percent. So with that said. This is kind of how I've, I'm thinking about it this year. And I think it also depends. I'll give one scenario if you're a smaller brand uh, and, and a different scenario if you're a bigger brand. If you're a smaller brand, I think you should do exactly that. So you, the week before, you open it up to your top 15% most loyal customers. Go into Shopify, find your uh, customer list, find your top 15% biggest spenders and make a sale just for them. Tell them that they're the best customers that's why they're getting access to this a week before Black Friday. But it's the same sale that everybody else will get access to. It's the same sale that yeah. everybody else is going to get on Black Friday. Okay. Then for everybody else, and that's like your VIPs, your subscribers, you know, friends and family, maybe your ambassadors, whoever is like close to the brand. Then if you're, you know, outside of that, I think you should start on Tuesday. Last year, everybody started Sunday, I think. I think you should start Tuesday. It's kind of a weird- Of day. Black Friday week. Yeah, of Black Friday week. I think you should start way earlier than that. Really? Yeah, I think even the Thursday before. Maybe even the Monday before. So like the prior week's yes. Monday. Yeah, yeah. I think if by Sunday, I think I, I bought everything. Interesting. Because I think that there are brands that are starting this November 1. Like I, yeah, this is I bet November 1, we see a- Like, uh, let's look. I'll, I'll tweet at you. Yeah. I bet we see a Black Friday, uh, November 1 email. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Might be me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so then I think, you know, you should basically up until Black Friday, you should run some sort of a discount. You should still save that actual Friday for something huge. But I think up until then, you run a discount that's nice and healthy and still attractive. So maybe it's like free gift with purchase, site-wide percentage off, 
some sort of big sale. Okay, so basically uh, your ambassadors get it first. And yeah. when does that start? The week before. The week before. Okay, then your regular customers get it starting Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, same offer. Then Friday, new offer. Yeah, Thursday night, you throw in a new offer. And it can't be like 20% off and then 25% off because then everyone will get no, no, no. Up, upset. This is like 20, different offer. 20% off and then like 50% off. Oh. Like um, go big on Friday. But then what about all the people, like aren't some people who are going to be like, I just bought this and I got 20% off. I mean, you exclude them, but that's all just the nature of it. Final motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could say like it's deals week. You yeah, know, yeah. Here are all the deals. You know, yeah. we have deals coming up different yeah. days. But I think for Thursday night to Friday, that's where you do your nine for 99, the high yeah. AOV bundle, okay. high discount. Your best offer. Yeah. And the other thing that I think a lot of people don't think about, so a lot of people think, oh, Black Friday is great to sell to my customers. Black Friday is phenomenal to run ads because everybody who's on the fence about buying is going to buy. Yeah. Because they're and in a shopping mood. Your price is really cheap. So they're like, this is the best offer I'm going to get. Exactly. That's why it's so important to understand what you're selling on Black Friday, right? If your sale is selling, you know, if you're Brooklyn in and you're selling pillowcases and towels and robes, you're not going to get those new customers in on Black Friday. You're going to get all the people who, you know, you're not, you're basically just not going to get the largest potential. Yeah. You got to run ads because like all the brands that people love, they're looking at those brands to be like, hey, where is the sale? I exactly. love this brand. I've been waiting to buy this brand. Yep. So you you got to like introduce your brand on Facebook again to new people being like, hey, you thought about buying yeah, Ada. Yeah, you Come came by. to our site. Yeah. You're on our list. Yeah. You looked at a product. Yeah, yeah. You engaged with our Instagram. Yeah. But you didn't buy. Yeah. Now's your chance. Yeah. Here's the biggest discount. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, if you're a big brand in the sense that you have maybe over 100,000 emails or over 200,000 emails, I think you can also take Saturday and Sunday and create another thing there. Because back to what I said earlier, how Black Friday is all about attention, I think the more moments you create, the more opportunities and the more permission you have to email somebody and text somebody. Definitely. So if you're Brooklinen, you might say, Friday is going to be our ultimate linens sheet set. Saturday is going to be our robes and Sunday is going to be our towels. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you do like Saturday's robes with a gift with purchase and Sundays is towels with a gift with purchase. Yeah. You're just looking for reasons to email more and more. Exactly. Uh, uh, so I've got I've got one tip and one question. Awesome. Let me start with the question. How many times on Friday should I email? Oh, man. I think like three or four, maybe one at like 12.01 a.m. I think one around like probably eight or nine a.m one around 3 p.m., you know, things are going fast, we're almost sold out, and then one at night, last chance. Yeah. And if you're a smaller brand running through the weekend and you're not changing your offer Saturday, Sunday, which you shouldn't if you're a small brand, you should keep one offer, then I think you should do the same thing. Email every morning, <laughs> email every morning, and maybe every day at lunch, and then Sunday, maybe like two times near the evening. Yeah, I would say four on Friday. Whether you have one offer, if you have multiple offers, I'd say four on Friday. Yeah. Three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Yep. Or maybe even four on Sunday. If you have the same offer, I'd still do four on Friday, probably one on Saturday, two on Sunday. Okay, so that was my question. Here's my tip. When you're doing free gift or whatever it is on Friday, right, first 500 customers only. Always write first 500 customers only. They don't know. Make them rush. Yeah. You know, you'll be, by the time, this, this offer will be over before Friday is over. Yep. Like but on that. Friday night, last chance. <laughs> like you make them rush. Yeah. I just feel like all the time I'm like, only three people get this. Yeah. 
Well, but like, you know, then, then what I would even do is, is like, if I did that at 1201 on Friday, I would move it to, uh, you know, my mid midday one would be only 460 left. My like 3 PM one, only 110 left. My Friday night one would be only 72 left. I like that. So it seems like you're moving the inventory. You haven't sold more than 500, which I also like because it makes you sound like a small business. Right. You want to support small business. Exactly. And then uh, you're also like, fuck, there's some FOMO. 100%. Yeah. That's a great idea. Great tip. All Maybe right. we'll bleep all that out. Yeah. We'll- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then going into Cyber Monday, I'm a huge fan of the tiered promos, like tiered sales. So instead of like one discount or just a site-wide discount, I think a tiered promo incentivizes higher AOV. If your AOV is like $24, your tier should start at 30. If your uh, AOV is like $90, it should start at 100. Basically just to get somebody to add that second thing. So essentially it's the more you spend, the more you save. And one thing that Curie did last year which I thought was interesting was they gave gift cards. So, you know, you spend, I don't I don't remember what the numbers were, so I'm just making this up. Spend $60, get a $25 gift card back to Curie. That is really good. In the mindset of somebody who's ready to buy and kind of in the the Cyber Monday bubble, they just do the math. Oh, 60 minus 25. I'm only paying 35 bucks for this. Especially because then you're going to be like, hey, this gift card is valid starting January 1, 2024. Yeah. When all of my sales are gone anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So like now my business is low. I need you to come back. And that gift card can be an amount that like, you know, you have to spend $25, uh, you know, but you have to spend $50 on it or something like that. Like, you know, you can try and get people or like a gift card, especially if you have a high, I'm sure it's tough, but if you're selling uh, athletic greens, which is a hundred dollars, yeah. you can be like, we're going to give you a $40 gift card. And then you're like, well, we're still going to make $60 on this guy in January. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That doesn't even factor in the cogs. Yeah. Now, one thing a lot of brands don't do, which I think is a missed opportunity because it's another moment is Tuesdays, Giving Tuesday. And so over there, you just, you know, it's another moment. You know, maybe your uncle has a charity. <laughs> I love it. Or, uh, you know, you find a charity that your customers, actually, yeah, you have to find a charity your customers would get excited about versus finding a charity that you as a business owner or the operator of the business get excited about. Because a lot of times that happens and then there's no connection into the customers that are buying, like, why does a mom who's buying athleisure care about Tom Brady's charity? Definitely. So you send out an email saying, hey, I'm going to give a percentage of my this sale to charity? Yep. On uh, Tuesday. After. Yeah, and it could be like, you know, 10% of profits is usually the safest yeah. way to play it. Because that's like, if you're not making profits, you're not- You're not giving anything anyway. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Wow. Uh, so you're really taking advantage of every moment, huh? Three emails a day. Yeah. In fact- I would even add some plain text emails in there. Yeah. The CEO. You know, yeah. Hey, it's Moyes and I'm seeing all our stuff's moving quick. Just wanted to shoot this note out to our most loyal customers and make sure you got the opportunity to check. That is such a good email. Yeah. Huck. It's a good Can you send me that email? <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> send it to Yona. Use that. <laughs> our stuff is moving quick. Like, you know, FOMO and praise. Exactly. You're our most loyal customer and FOMO. Oh, exactly. Such a good email. Exactly. That is a great idea. There there are more, like, you know, there's Small Business Saturday. I was always like, eh, I don't yeah. know what to do here. I'm just like, I'm just doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. So I don't know what to do. I think the giving thing is a good idea, especially because Tuesday is like so late in the game. I wish they'd make it Wednesday even because a lot of people are running their Black Friday sale until, well, what do you do on Cyber Monday actually? Because see, this is the hard part. You just sent out three emails, four on Friday, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. Now it's Cyber Monday. You have a new offer, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's new offer time. How many do you, how many emails do you send out on Cyber Monday? 
probably like one in the morning, one in the evening. Okay. And, and one morning. Yeah. Three. Tuesday, you got the Giving Tuesday. Yeah. And then Wednesday, Cyber Monday extended. Yeah. Yeah. Till Friday. Yeah. Maybe on Friday, if it's still going well, extend it till Sunday. Yeah. So you're running a sale within a sale, charity event on Giving yeah. Tuesday. It's, it's like when a math Cyber equation, Monday there's sale. parentheses <laughs> in the equation. <laughs> That's what Giving Tuesday is. <laughs> yeah, the way I look at 10% these, to charity. Yeah. yeah. These two weeks is your fundraising session. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Q1. Yeah. Uh, and your Q4 has got to make up for Q1's slower sales. Yeah. The other thing I would say is a lot of businesses are like, oh, we don't need to. We're like Athletic Greens, I think, will not run a Black Friday sale. And I think that's a big mistake. Huge mistake. Everyone should. Yeah. I don't uh, know if that's going to happen. I remember... Um, Usually people are like, oh, it destroys the brand equity that we're going to dis... Like, fuck off, dude. Well, no, it is drug say that revenue. If you I, don't have customers, you got no brand. I think it's more than that. I think it's you're participating in America. Yeah. Like, this is what America does, and yeah. you want to be a part of that culture. And part of that is offering discounts on whatever brand it is, because you want to participate in the zeitgeist that's happening during uh, Black Friday. Yeah. And so I think it's like un-American to not run a sale on Black yeah, Friday. Let me put it that way. Opportunity. Uh, you know, you should we should build a wall around those people. <laughs> and then the other thing I think is that like Apple does it. Yeah. Of all of the brands in the world, the strongest brand I could possibly imagine is Apple. Like I don't think this computer ever goes like, you know, I, I'm never like, oh, it's that, should I buy an Apple or should I buy something? I'm like, okay, yeah, I got a new computer. I got to go to Mac. They do it. Yep. And if they're doing it, you think your brand is better than them, you're crazy. 100%. You have zero, you, your brand is much, much worse than them. Let me start <laughs> yeah. by let me start out by saying that. I'm not even like worried about anybody saying, no, my brand is better than that. I think everyone would agree with that. And they're running a Black Friday sale. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right, Moyes, the folks at Tatari shared some interesting data with me. Over the past three years, brands that were running TV ads on Black Friday and Cyber Monday saw a 50% boost in conversion rates compared to a typical week during the year. That is pretty wild. Fabletics was one of those clients and their CAC dropped by 70%. They had 110,000 incremental site visitors and their branded search increased by 25%. Well, 110,000 incremental site visitors is bananas. It's a lot. That is a lot. All right. Now thinking about more of the product uh, merchandising strategy. So I always think of things as they're either tier one or they're tier two products. And there's kind of tier three, which is more like digital products. Tier one is like your bed sheets, your deodorant, your shampoo, your cleansers, your cookware set, your eight sleep mattress. Tier two products are like a basically all your all your secondary products that just they should be high margin. They should be decently good AOV. So it adds the MSRP should be high, I should say, but it should be high margin. So let's say it's a candle. Maybe it's a nineteen or twenty nine dollar value candle. It costs you two bucks to make. And maybe you know an additional dollar fifty for shipping. Uh, if you're selling deodorant, you add lip balm or the travel size deodorant. The perception is that it's a ten dollar product, costs you ninety cents to produce. You know, if you're doing shampoo and conditioner, you add a portable hand comb that's going to cost you twelve cents from Alibaba, and it's you know a seven dollar item. But tier one and tier two, I think, are important to put together. Because especially, so if you're a brand we were talking about earlier, if you're a brand that doesn't have a ton of SKUs, I think this is where you play in tier one, tier two. Tier one meaning your flagship product, but tier two is kind of how you create the bundles around it uh, with secondary products. So like Athletic Greens, does, you know, their thing is the powder, but their tier two products are like a jar that opens and closes, the travel packs, the scooper, and 
you know, the bottle. And so what do you do? You, the two, two products, are you offering like as a free gift? Is that the way you're thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, either as a free gift or just to create bundles with higher percentage gotcha, value. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and that's such a good idea of like, set because I think that like, if someone was like, hey, do you want to buy this scented candle for $20? I'd be like, uh, no. Hell no. Uh, but you know, if you were like, hey, free scented candle with this thing, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd love to have this scented candle. Yeah. I don't want to feel like a schmuck of having been ripped off for your, you know, $20 scented candle. Exactly. Um, but I, I do, uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Awesome. Then on bundles, I think a lot of people make mistakes around how they put bundles out on their site. So the most common is like, you know, the best sellers pack or the starter pack. And maybe there's like a Black Friday bundle. But I think there's three ways to make bundles a lot more fun. Or actually four ways. One is you just make your own bundle name. So if you're selling cookware and you know that last year, 35% of your customers uh, were from New York, call it the New York City apartment bundle. Another way is focusing on benefits. So if you sell colostrum or a nice, a really good cleanser and serum, you know, don't call it the premium skincare bundle, call it the anti-aging bundle. There's like something there that people are going for. Another one is focusing on the customer demo. So if you're selling supplements, instead of the protein pack, call it the Olympic weightlifters bundle. And then the last one is is kind of tied into all of this, but like it's all about virtue signaling. Like, how do I buy something where I now feel like I'm doing something more than just buying, you know, protein powder or uh, whatever it may be? Uh, what's an example of that? Like the hot girl bundle. So are the four ways to bundles just coming up with names for bundles? Basically. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I do like the New York City apartment bundle because like, yeah. then I like, or like the dorm, like, you know, who did a great job of this? Uh, Bath and Body Works or no, Bed Bath and Beyond or when they're still around, they would be like, Dorm room bundle. You get like, right. you know, extra long twin sheets and comforter, two pillows, uh, laundry basket for your uh, dorm room. Uh, here's a garbage, like, you know, all of this garbage that you need in your dorm room. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you walk out with one thing and it's got everything I need for my dorm room. Yeah. I thought that was really a great idea. I love that New York City idea, like the New York City bundle idea. Yeah. And the anti-aging, like, yeah, talk about benefits here. Right. Okay. So now this leads us into the website. And, you know, I can't not talk about landing pages here. Did you ever use landing pages for natives sales or Black Friday stuff? No, never. Would you if you were doing it now? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I think, in, you know, in 2015, the, the world was just, uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like yeah, I know. Long, I don't, 2017. I don't the world was I, so different than it is today. Yeah. I don't think I started using landing pages till like the end of 2017. Yeah. 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 All right. So basically, I don't think your brand site should change dramatically especially if you're running multiple sales, you should be using landing pages as a layer on top, ideally through like a subdomain. So you're really not disturbing the core site. Your landing pages should offer or should answer the following questions. What is being sold? Why is this going to benefit me? What gives this brand the credibility to sell me on this product? And um, how soon will I get it if I order today? And basically just go through those four questions over and over again and the reason we have the third one in there about brand credibility is because, again, a lot of Black Friday will attract those on-the-fence customers who might, you know, maybe they see three different deodorant offers. You want to make sure you're very upfront as to why yours is the right choice. Repeat the fourth one again. What was the fourth one? Um, oh, yeah. How, when are you going to get it? Yeah. How soon do I get it if I order today? Is that easy to do? Because like, 
Uh, how do you do that well? You add a GIF of a little green dot that bubbles on and off, and it says your order ships today, or your order ships, you know, within 12 hours, and then you know underneath it just write two day shipping, and you know obviously you can't lie, but um, you know if you have two day shipping or whatever it is, yeah. just put it there. Yeah, it's a good value prop, and most people don't do it. Uh, I think because most people are like, this is going to get to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially like the hard part with that is like, if you're working with a 3PL, the 3PL might end up being like, I'm overwhelmed. This is going to take yeah, me four days to get this thing out. And now you're like, well, I thought it was two day shipping, but it's six day shipping. Yeah. So I think that is a little bit of a dangerous thing. Next year, I think Shop Promise is going to be a big validator of this. And so you won't even have to put this there. Yeah. Do you know about Shop yeah. Promise? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I thought they stopped doing that because they removed their 3PL. No, they're still doing it okay. as far as I know from this past week. Got it. Uh, but it is a slower rollout for sure because yeah. I think they have to verify everything. Um, got it. Humans have to verify everything. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you one other question then. Okay, yeah. if I'm sending out that email to this uh, landing page and there's a free gift or whatever it is, does the email, like when you click the email, does it automatically apply the coupon code? Is that what, is that uh, best practice? Every time. Every link that is shared on organic social, email, SMS, or an ad, every link should have the discount code auto-applied and it should have the UTMs already in there. If you're sending, even in general, like I think off of Black Friday, if you're running a promotion and you're not including the discount code with the redirect in the Shopify link, you're fucking up. Big time. Like you're just, you're leaving, you're probably leaving sales on the table because somebody gets to check out, doesn't remember the code and like doesn't want to spend the time to find it again. Yeah, I guess the counterbalance to that is there are people who are like, then they're just check out anyway. But yeah. uh, I think the biggest part with, like, so uh, I think the answer is yes, you'd make the uh, link automatically apply the code no matter what it is. Yeah. I think definitely where you do it is free gift. Because when free gift ships out and the guy's like, I didn't apply the coupon code, where's my free travel size? You're like, well, that package is fucking gone, dude. Yeah. No, I'm not going to pay another postage yeah, pick and exactly. pack fee for your ass. Exactly. You didn't know how to fucking put in travel on the coupon code box. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck are we going to do, dude? Yeah. But if it's like 20% off, then it's easy to be like, oh, no problem. I'm just going to apply the 20% off. Yeah. Free gift mandatory uh, link. I think link both, but free gift, you must do it. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the things I also wrote is as much as you can, try to use automatic discounts, like automatic, uh, forget the exact term. I think it's automatic discounts or scripts. So when Shopify's cart reads, oh, you know, this product with this thing, just automatically apply it. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with that because all of these promotional customers, they will come back and they will haunt you. They'll find your phone number. Yeah. They're going to show up at your mom's house. Yes. They're going to demand that free comb, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. You can show up to my mom's house. She will be like, absolutely not. That's my money, motherfucker. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the other thing I like to do is um, some brands will just change their, uh, like in the back end of Shopify, they'll change the pricing. You know how there's like pricing that shows up and then compare at pricing? Yeah. They'll put like, instead of uh, $40, if if it's now $20, they'll do that in the back end versus doing it at the coupon code, which I actually prefer to do it with a coupon code because you see a fun, the coupon code itself, the code ID, whatever the code is, that is valuable real estate. That could be a benefit. That could be like VIP 25, you know, just make somebody feel good. 
but also it then strikes out the pricing in the cart and yeah. it's just another thing to say you're getting a discount. getting a discount yeah so yeah. if you have a $40 product selling for $30 don't change the price to 30 offer a coupon code exactly for i really like the idea of saying vip as the coupon code cuz yeah. you're just like hey dude in fact i'm sh it's shocking to me how many people don't play with discount codes the right way like they don't have clever words or fun words or exciting words they're just random letters or like, you know, welcome 15. Who wants welcome 15? You know, I want to know I'm a VIP customer. Yeah. I want the red carpet 15. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's both of uh, both those are a great idea. The other comment I have about coupon codes is sometimes people are like Christmas 25 and I'm yeah. like, you know how hard it's going to be for me to spell Christmas on my phone? Yeah. And then I'm going to put in 25 and it's going to yeah. be like, actually, that's not what you're trying to say, is it? It's going to autocorrect it to something else. And now I'm going to be like, Fuck this company. Yeah. I'm not buying this shit anymore. Yeah. Do not make your code more than like six letters long. Yeah. For July 4th, don't make it Independence Day. No. <laughs> make it USA. Okay. <laughs> USA. You that's why we write it three times. USA, USA, USA. That's not a slogan. That's a coupon that's code. A coupon. <laughs> that's a coupon code. Okay. Do not write Independence Day. Yeah. I see that sometimes and I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. The other one people do is like they have a coupon code that ends with an L and I and starts with a one for 10, 15 or uh, something like that. You don't yeah. even know what it is anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cannot like make it so easy that if somebody was wasted, they could look at this and remember it, not just put it in, but remember it and then put it in. And English was their seventh language and they <laughs> yeah. don't really know it. Like that's how it should be. Like this person yeah. doesn't know English and yeah. they should be like, USA, I know that country. Exactly. You know, don't do like Xmas if you want to do Christmas. Yeah. Uh, or like you know, even Thanksgiving, like don't write Thanksgiving, make turkey. Exactly. Or like turkey you know, 20. Yeah, exactly. Make Very it so easy. it's easy to be like, oh yeah, turkey, I know how to spell Thanksgiving. There's, yeah, I, I, where's the V go? There's two I's in giving. Yeah. Like, honestly, it like, irons me it, Like, make it super simple. Yeah. Even for Black Friday, I go with black. Yep. You know, everyone could get that right. 100%. Uh, don't go with something uh, crazy. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. The other one is like the cart and also the landing page and the site should be completely optimized with upsells. Uh, you should brand the cart properly. You should have your cross sells. You should have your post purchase upsells. Uh, you should make sure all your payment gateways are enabled. Shop Pay, Amazon Pay, PayPal, Apple Pay. What percentage of your sales are coming via Shop Pay now for a long weekend? Any like 30, wow. 35? It's a lot now. That is a lot. I think the average store we looked at the other day was like 38. Wow, so people are really starting to recognize Shop Pay. Yeah, even uh, I think Caraway for a while was using a different payment processor because they got better rates and they didn't have Shop Pay. I went to their site yesterday and, and now they have Shop Pay. Again. Yeah. Must be um, conversion yeah, rate. Exactly. The other one is is enabling buy now, pay later. So again, buy now, pay later usage is up. I think it's generally another one and a half percent on top unless you negotiate your rates, which everybody should. All these buy now, pay later companies are so fucked. They'll take anything. Go to them and negotiate exactly what you want. I think uh, Klarna and Afterpay are probably the easiest to negotiate with. But then make that obvious. Every every time there's a product listed, uh, add to cart button. Underneath that, put the shop pay logo, put the Klarna logo. What, what's the right price point to need buy now, pay later? Like on a $13 deodorant or $12 deodorant, I would say you don't need buy now, pay later. Yeah, I think I think the minimum is actually around 50. Like it has to be 50. Okay, gotcha. Before they get accepted, um, before they're even- Before it's allowed, yeah. Gotcha, 50. Um, but yeah, I think anything probably over 75 is uh gotcha. Yeah, it's good to have. 
All right, email pop-up and all email capture spots. Your email pop-up when you get, to, by the way, on the on the upsells thing, uh, have you ever heard of this jewelry brand called Jackson? J-A, I think it's J-A-X-X-O-N or J-X, oh, I, I think it's it. two X's. Uh, Jackson.com, just go to their bestseller, like some gold chain, add it. Dude, they have the most beautiful upsells. They have the most beautiful optimized on-site cart. Like it just makes your heart so happy as a marketer. All right, the email pop-ups and all email captures. So email capture in the footer, email capture on a landing page, whatever it should be, it should reflect the offer that's being promoted. So don't say, you know, get insider information, put your email here, or, you know, new customer offer 10% off. Make sure you update all of that to reflect 35% off when you enter your email or enter your email and unlock the savings. Like make it a game. Make Think of everything as a video game you know, story mode video game that somebody's going through your site and get them excited about clicking the CTAs. I guess the one thing I would say is in Clavio, what you should do, one of the other things I'd say is um, if I click an email, don't show me an email capture pop-up. You need to make yeah. sure and go in to like, don't show on these UTM parameters in right. Clavio and say, if the uh, there's a UTM parameter that has Clavio, yeah. don't show that pop-up again. That's such like, a good it's so much friction. Yep. And like, Let's face it, most of the traffic you're going to get is from your emails, right? Like right. Uh, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Don't show me a pop-up when you've got my email address. You don't totally. need that information yet. Totally. Um, making sure site load speed is under two seconds is key. Compress all your images. Turn all your GIFs into compressed videos. Assume somebody is using an Android in India. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do not use your own Wi-Fi or your own Verizon service as the baseline yeah. of does my site load quickly. Yeah. In fact, I would say two things is uh, one, I have, I always have a small iPhone and a big iPhone because I'm like, I need to be Those able to test point. Uh, yeah. I want to test by sight on both of those to yeah. make sure that like, you know, sometimes you have a banner at the top mm -hmm. and the banner at the top looks different on a small iPhone than a big iPhone because the small iPhone just can't handle that much real estate. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. I even said, go into Google analytics, yeah. find out what the most you know, the top two most used devices are on your yeah. site, go buy them Yeah, and just use them. Anytime yeah. you send uh, a sale out, run a promo, even just uh, push a new site update, yeah. you should be looking at that. All right. Another one sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't do it. The reviews and testimonials that you push on landing pages or even like press quotes, whether it's on the landing page, homepage or product page, wherever it is, they need to all be focusing on benefits. So don't talk about you know, the service was great. Uh, I love supporting a small business. No, talk about, I use this product and my skin got tighter overnight. When you pull a quote from a uh, publication, same thing. Don't just talk about, this is the new, you know, don't say this is the buzziest new hair care brand of 2023. Talk about, this got rid of my dandruff in 14 days. And that should be the quote. You want to find things that, again, relate back to the reason somebody first clicked to get to your site. I need to send this copy to me before we uh, make it public because I got so much work to do. Let's go. Here's one thing that we haven't discussed. Um, SMS. Yeah. How many SMSs should you be sending out? I don't mean to interrupt the flow you've got Yeah, no. this is awesome. I think you could probably do two a day. So with content, let's skip to that. I wrote that you should, like you have to triple your content output, right? So even with SMS, even though you're sending a sale, you have to always think of SMS is like the most protective place. It's like the most intimate, vulnerable place that somebody has given you access to. It's like the closest to somebody saying, come into my living room. And so even with SMS, I think just make it fun. Like, 
have a reason for somebody to be excited to open that text outside of just the sale. It could be like something humorous. It could be something exciting. It could be a fun fact. It could be whatever. It could be a cool story. But like have something exciting so that when people open it, they're not just like, fuck, man. Like Brooklinen sends, I think, a, an ungodly amount of SMS messages. And it's like, the sale's ending the next day. New sale. But like there's nothing else that's exciting about it. But if you made it fun and, you know, you got to get somebody addicted to your SMS messages. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, so I'll say two things. One is no one in the world sent out more SMSs than Cuts clothing. Yeah. Cuts sends out more than like, you know, your girlfriend sends out to you. Like, you're just like, God, again? <laughs> but I love Cuts clothing, so I leave them on. Okay, here's one that I heard that was fun from a brand. I saw on Father's Day, they did this thing. They said, here's our favorite father, dad joke. Here's our mm -hmm. favorite dad joke. Uh, click here for it on yep. SMS. I don't know how to get people addicted to SMS without being like a sale. In fact, I think that the real estate is so precious. It might like, and I think that I'm on the other side of that actually. So I'm like, the only way to dick me to your SMS is sales. Yeah. So don't bother me often unless you've got a sale. Totally. So um, I don't know how to balance that. I, I don't know how to be like, yeah. SMS should be, it should always be reserved for what is the most convenient thing for the other person, which yeah. a lot of times is a sale. Yeah. Uh, but even when you're writing that sale message, the thing I try to do is I think, okay, who is somebody I know personally that probably represents 65% of our customer base and then how do I just send that one person a text? Yeah. And you just copy paste that into post. Yeah, yeah. So from an organic standpoint, I think, uh, you know, obviously TikTok, Reels and Shorts, easy places to ride the wave. Small Business Saturday, good example. You just have somebody create a story on TikTok about how you started as a small business and yada, yada, yada. I think if you're normally posting one time a day on social, you should be posting three times a day during the sale periods. The other thing is everybody is just generally creating content, right? You're paying content creators, influencers, some studios, whatever. Anytime you're shooting video, Q2 or Q3 onwards, if it's an influencer, for example, just have them make an additional hook saying, you know, it's Black Friday season. You might make that in July, but now that video that did really well in July and August, you can repurpose it with a new hook in yeah. November. Yeah. Again, all live links should include UTMs, discount codes, all BNPL callouts should be in there. Do you ever watch Mr. Beast's interviews on YouTube, like when he does interviews on podcasts? No. So it is like, it's a masterclass in ad creative because everything he talks about is so applicable back to making good ads. And one of the things he talks about is uh, in, his, in one of the recent interviews is how like the intro of YouTube because of the way YouTube now works, like when you hover over on the homepage, you just see the first, you know, five or 10 seconds. It has to be so flashy and so big and so grand. And I think the same thing applies here, especially on Black Friday. People are going to be scrolling even faster than normal to just see what's happening. Yeah. And you got to make sure that in that, you know, half a second that somebody you're on somebody's screen, you got to do something that catches their attention. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I love that Mr. Beast does that. That doesn't surprise me because he's a master of YouTube. And like, you know, that catches me on YouTube too. When I see those yeah. icons, I'm like, oh, what's going on over here? Yeah. All right. I'm going to speed through this because uh, we're almost out of time. Quick thing on Google Shopping. So make sure that all your coupons that you're sending, that you're pushing, all the sales you're pushing, make sure they're visible on Google Shopping and make the coupon code easy. Just like you said, USA or Turkey yeah. 20. And then make sure all your non-branded ads also include the discount code in the actual headline. 
I don't know why more people don't do that actually, like including the codes in the headline versus uh, like making somebody click to see what it is. And then the last thing is the event strategy. So you remember this from last year and now Instagram does it as well. So basically on Instagram and Facebook, you can create an event. On Facebook, it would just be a normal Facebook event. On Instagram, I think it's just stories. But you create the event of your sale and most people have Facebook and Instagram notifications already enabled because you know they want to see who's liking their photo and who's commenting. And so you basically run your email traffic starting maybe September to a Facebook event, get as many people as you can to possibly RSVP yes. And right when your sale drops, you know, you can time it to be like, I would probably time it to be like 11 a.m. Eastern on Black Friday is when I would say the event starts because that's when you'll get the push note. Everybody's going to get a push notification that'll say, you know, long weekend promotion is starting now. And then when they click it, you have the link right there and the offer, a nice graphic. Uh, and same thing goes for Instagram stories. You can put it up on stories. People get a push notification. They click it and boom, they go to your profile and the link's right there. What if you do a partiful invite? Like, you know, I thought about that too. Uh, the only thing with partyful is, so they're basically SMS, right? The downside of SMS, you're competing with a bunch of SMS. I think you have less competition on Facebook yeah. in terms of like, Events, like yeah. the Facebook push notification standing out. Like think about the iPhone. If you get 15 texts, they're all behind one, like the sure. one card yeah, yeah. versus uh, different apps will so stack, stack on top yeah, of each yeah. other. So that's, that's the only reason I didn't think of Partiful. I think Partiful might work because like, it's also another SMS that's sort of like somebody else sends out. So yeah. if you click stop on it, you're like, well, you didn't stop me. That's true. Yeah. You stopped Partiful. Exactly. I wonder if uh, people will do that. I have not seen that in the past. Yeah. I love the bonus of friction Facebook. though, like probably outside of the tech bubble, there's probably some friction to sign up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you'd have to send out an invite early on. Like, that's the one thing I never know how to do is like, how do you balance sending out an email, you know, June, November 14th being like, hey, our Black Friday sale, sign yeah. up for it now. Right. Because then people are like, okay, well, I'm not going to shop right now. I'm going to wait for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's probably worth doing it. Yeah. All right. That was pretty much it. That was awesome. That was gold. I yeah. love these ideas. A I bunch of these, I think, are people need to implement on a day to day basis. Like, yeah. forget about just Black Friday. Like, Coupon codes and emails, you know, uh, those quotes being super important about benefits. Yeah. That needs to be done on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think a lot of people aren't doing that well. Uh, and then I think there was a lot of Black Friday gold in there too. Amazing. All right. Well, next week we got a new theme. Actually, people should come to Twitter to see what the new theme is going to be right. for next yeah, yeah. week. Yeah, excited about it. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time to cut through the noise in CPG, retail, and e-commerce. And if you enjoyed this episode, then why not share it with a friend? And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss the next one.